Pizza Noir by Denver Day, Book 2, Chapter 8. Russian Ed. A dock foreman had one of his longshoremen cut the big fish open while it was still hanging. The incision into the gut of the great white shark rendered a shot that would have phased most as the present audience of mariners and detectives looked on, unfazed. But the longshoreman's blade revealed within the belly of the beast looked at first like a large monkey in a kilt. Believable enough, I suppose, as the great whites often eat their prey whole, but for the mystery of a monkey in the ocean. The man who had opened her up then reached in with his arm and pried at the animal's last meal, which tumbled out and hit the deck with a thump. And there at the feet of the men watching lay the first shark regurgitated, wolf lady any of them had ever seen. Talk about jumping the shark, Detective Wallace said. If this is connected to our cases, Wallace, it may be a signal that they're unsolvable. <laughs> because this has everything to do with what our colleagues' investigations stemming from the intracoastal October 11 killing spree that has waxed supernatural, Detective Smith said flatly, pointing. Everybody was still staring and began to poke lightly at the miraculous abominations at their feet. They've been dealing with suspects and bodies similar to this gal crumpled at our feet. I don't think anybody has figured out why or how these things are walking God's green earth, but they can bring us a briefing about what to do now. Right. I've been hearing about it on the news and some talk of it at work, but until now, Olympia had avoided any involvement in this thing, Wallace said. Can you get your people down here tomorrow to the briefing? Affirmative, Smith toned. I'll have our coroner come down also. Detective Wallace at that time telephoned the Thurston County dispatch to send someone out to bag up two bodies at the port terminal shark and a werewolf. It was about four o'clock. Smith phoned his office as he drove up I-5 back to Tacoma. McKinney picked up and said Thompson was not in, so he rang Thompson's mobile successfully, explaining that him the scene he had just left at the port of Olympia Marine Terminal and informed him of Detective Wallace's request that he and Dixie Thompson meet with the Olympia personnel for a briefing on the following morning. They cut one of those things that you've been chasing out of the belly of the great white shark. This fish itself, purportedly, mysteriously, just showed up there, according to port personnel, hanging from a scale hook with an axe shoved into her throat, he ex explained to Thompson. The shark's throat or the furry's throat, Thompson asked for clarification. The shark's throat. Incidentally, the port terminal is also where an Olympia woman... A musician like Tina Santos was found axed to death last weekend. In the OPD case, as some big differences, this woman, her name was Catherine Wells, she was 29, she was raped and hacked innumerable times, but there's still enough in common among the demographic and crime style general moxie that Wallace and I have been comparing notes, Smith said. So now this, though. It's important correlation between the recent axe play 
and your canine features by way of the Port of Olympia Marine Terminal Limit and a great white shark. What was she wearing? Thompson asked. Wells? You mean? Responded Smith. No, no. The furry and the shark. Thompson asked. Some kind of cheerleader uniform. See for yourself in the morning. Smith answered. That shark and that thing from her gut are headed for the Thurston County coroner's office at this very moment. That's where we're to meet up as soon as we can get down there tomorrow. Yeah, okay. I'll bring Dixie. And I can tell you and OPD and their medical staff and whoever cares to listen all about what we've seen on this thing in the past week, Scott. And I can speculate. But that doesn't mean I can explain any of it, Thompson said. Detective Smith was coolly ambivalent, but nevertheless slightly discouraged in a practical sense regarding this development stemming from which were a handful of significant, potentially dark implications. First of which, likely representing the least messy of the various possibilities at hand, was that the shark and the thing inside her were mutually exclusive in terms of forensic relevance with respect to the Santos and the Wells homicide cases. The downside of this scenario would be the general lack of noteworthy development on the Santos and Wells cases. The very good news about this scenario was that it would not relegate Smith's investigation to barking at the moon, he thought, in the intracoastal, intracoastal netherworld morass of werewolf ladies that had swamped Thompson and countless other cops from here to San Diego. However, it was difficult for Smith to disregard the plain evidence. To the contrary, the axe in that shark and its location at the incumbent marine terminal, these things in their own right, were extremely compelling, quite possibly very useful as evidence because of the axe alone, but the contents of the shark's stomach clouded the forensic waters, and there was a real risk that both the Santos and the Wells cases could now be essentially grouped with the October 11 murders and written off as an act of God because there wasn't apparently any light at the end of that tunnel in terms of investigations at this point. 